to the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord, church. I tell you what, I woke up this morning with a uh, migraine, and it's lasted with me all day. So you'll have to bear with me, but I tell you what, as pastor, as soon as pastor had us walk around and, and greet everybody, and I just saw the smiling faces on everyone in the church tonight, let me tell you, I don't feel a thing in my head right now. Praise the Lord. Let's give him some praise in this house if you're thankful to be here today. I know I'm thankful to see each and every one of you in the house today. You know, you could have you stayed home. It's still sunny outside. It's beautiful out. If you're a golfer, this is your favorite time of year. You could have been at the golf course, but you're in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise the Lord. I'm just so thankful for his presence in this place tonight. I do want to give honor uh, to our pastor. Let me tell you, I, I see the things that this man goes through. And let me tell you, this man cares about you. And he cares about this church so much, and I'm thankful for him tonight. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna see what this leads. I hope my head holds up a little bit, but um, I'll be honest, this this message was a little bit of a struggle for me. Uh, not because the Lord didn't give me anything, but He actually gave me too much. And out of my out of my studying, I actually got three different topics to to talk about um, over the past few weeks, but. Uh, the Lord put it on my heart to, to, to preach this message to you. I like preaching. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see where he takes us, but uh, I'm excited. I'm going to listen to what the Lord told me. Is that okay? Is it okay if I listen to what the Lord told me tonight? Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to read two passages of scripture here uh, tonight. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to start in Genesis, and then I'll make it easy on you. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. So we're going to start in Genesis and then go to Re- Revelation the beginning and the end, because he is the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. Uh, So we're going to start in the book of Genesis, and we're going to be in chapter 49, Genesis chapter 49, and we're going to read verses 8 through 10. Genesis chapter 49 and verses 8 through 10. If If you don't have your Bibles, you can follow along on the board, Genesis 49, 8 through 10. It says, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And then we're going to jump over to the book of Revelation, book of Revelation chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 4 and 5. Revelation chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Church, the lion of Judah is worthy tonight. The lion of Judah is worthy. Jesus was the lion at the beginning, 
and he will forever be. And because of that, church, now is not the time to be silent. Now is not the time to be silent. With the help of this body tonight, I'd like to speak to you on this topic. Let the lion roar. Let the lion roar. Let's pray tonight. Precious Jesus, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this presence that we feel in this house tonight, Lord. We thank you for being the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end and the forever, Lord. I ask right now that you anoint this word and bless this message, Lord, for the way you want your people to hear it, Lord. Lord, I thank you for every single member of the church that is here tonight seeking you, Lord. And I pray that you open their hearts and their minds to hear your word tonight. And we thank you for all that you've done for us, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Thank you, church. You may be seated as our musicians go down. Let the lion roar. The lion and the lamb. Innocent as a lamb, but majestic and kingly like a lion. In Genesis chapter 49, Jacob gathers his sons and, and he tells Judah, you are, you are whom your brothers shall praise. And in this prophecy, we get a description of Judah's greatest descendant. Can anyone tell me who that is? Anyone? Judah's greatest descendant? Thank you. Someone's paying attention. Pastor's paying attention. Jesus is Judah's greatest descendant. Uh, I just wanted to make sure someone was listening to me. Um, so Jesus is the lion of Judah. Now, Judah was not a completely perfect character. He was not a completely perfect person. Uh, he suggested a prophet motive in getting rid of Joseph, and uh, he didn't deal faithfully with his daughter-in-law, Tamar, and he had relations with her as a prostitute. But he showed good character when he interceded and offered himself as a substitute for Benjamin in Genesis chapter 44. So this blessing on him is an example of the richness of God's grace to the undeserving. But that, that's actually a message for, for a different day. We're, we're going to let the lion roar here tonight. But this leadership position meant that the eventual kings of Israel would come from Judah. They would come from Judah until Shiloh comes. Until Shiloh comes. Now, Shiloh means he whose right it is or to whom it belongs. And it was a title that was understood in ancient days as the Messiah. So it was until the Messiah comes. And, and the one that the scepter belonged to, we know who that one is. We know who the scepter belonged to. He lived his ministry. He died on the cross and rose again to conquer death, hell, and the grave. It's time to let the lion roar, church. This isn't a time to be silent. The lion of Judah is a mighty and majestic king, and we ought to make his praises loud like the roar of a lion. Look at uh, Revelation verse 5 with me real quick. It says, weep not. Has anyone wept in here lately? Has anyone wept? It's okay. It's a safe place. You can admit. I know I've, I've wept lately. It's okay. Um, but the verse here says, weep not. 
Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed over the book. It didn't say he will win. It didn't say he will prevail. A lot of us look at time from a linear perspective, but God works outside of the confines of time. He works outside of time. He already won the victory. He's not, he will triumph. It's not, he, it's not that he's going to, it's that he did triumph. Whatever you are weeping about, whatever you are confronting or facing or whatever you are fighting, I'm telling you to rejoice because the lion of Judah has already won the victory. And, and just as Jesus was both a lion and a lamb, in Galatians it tells us that as many of you are baptized in Christ, so should you put on the full nature of Christ. So if Christ is both a lamb and a lion, and we have the same nature as Jesus, then us as Christians have to be both lambs and lions. You may look like a lamb, but you have to have the roar of a lion. In a world full of serpents, hyenas, and wolves, it's time for holy lions to rise up. And, and the text doesn't just say that he's a lion. It doesn't just say, just say he's a lion. Uh, it says that he's the lion of what? Judah. He's the lion of of Judah and that's that's important because the word Judah means praise. The word Judah means praise and you'll understand what I'm talking about here in a minute. We're we're going to look at four facts about lions and a lion's roar. Uh, and and number 1 is a lion's roar is how he marks his territory. A lion's roar is how he marks his territory. A lion's roar can be heard at a distance, and if, if you want to Google it, if you don't trust me, you can. Just don't Google it while I'm talking, because that would be rude. Um, but a lion's roar can reach a distance of approximately five miles. A lion's roar can reach a distance of up to five miles. So the lion marks his territory with his roar. In the wild, as far as the roar will reach, that's his territory. And according to National Geographic, which you can trust if you want to, but the lion's enemies hear the roar and they know not to enter in. They can hear the roar for up to five miles away and they know that's the lion's domain, so they know not to enter in. In the book of Amos, chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, The lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Church, your roar, your praise, your worship, your prayer time, it marks your territory. And we cannot allow the enemy to mark your praise or occupy your praise. We can't allow the enemy to take our territory. 1 Samuel chapter 17 says, Now the Philistines gathered their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shako, which belongeth to Judah. The first thing they did, the first thing the enemy did 
was occupy their praise. They occupied Judah, which means to praise. The enemy wants to occupy your praise. He wants to occupy your worship. He wants to take away your praise because that's your atmosphere. So do not permit anything to occupy your praise, your worship expression, none of that. In fact, I realized that praise is actually a, a, a mathematical equation. Stay with me here. I know, I know we're tired. I know our brains are tired, but we're going to do a little uh, proportions here in the house of the Lord. The size of your praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of hell that God took you out of. I'm going to say that again. The size of your praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of hell that God took you out of. Amen, amen. If God, let me explain that, what that means a little bit. What does that mean? If God took you out of a little hell, then you give him a little praise, right? If he took you out of a little, he gives you, you give him a little praise. But church, if he saved you, if he delivered you, if he healed you, if he turned you around and placed your feet on solid ground, someone give him some praise in this house right now. Come on, church. If he picked you up and he turned your life around, you mark that territory. You mark that territory. You let out the loudest praise you could do because he's the one that saved you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You mark that territory and you don't let any enemy occupy that space. Number two, you might stand up again here in a minute. I don't know. But number two is that a lion's roar provokes his children to come back. A lion's roar provokes his children to come back. Hosea chapter 11 and verse 10 says, they shall walk after the Lord. He shall roar like a lion. When he shall roar, then the children shall tremble from the west. Somebody needs to hear me tonight, church. Your roar is about to get louder. Your children and your children's children are about to come back. I said your children and your children's children are about to come back where they belong. They're about to hear your roar, and they're about to come back. Do we have any lions in this house tonight, church? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When I was, when I was younger, cheetahs and lions were always my favorite animals. Those were, were my two favorite animals. And, and every now and then, I would watch some of those nature documentaries. Um, so to prepare for this, I, I watched a couple videos, and, and I saw one, and, and it was about a lion defending his territory, and it was a fight between uh, two lions. It wasn't uh, different animals. It was two lions that were fighting, and, and when the fight was over, the lion defended his territory, uh, but he, was, he, he laid down beaten and bloodied and bruised. And, and the narrator on the show, in his amazing narrator voice, said, the lion appears to be mortally wounded. So, so they show 
the lion bleeding and they show the lion bruised and, and, and laying down and they show him to the side, his cubs are laying there as this lion is, is laying there beaten and bruised and can hardly move. His cubs are on one side and on the other side, they showed these hyenas closing in, coming in to take advantage of the situation, of the lion's situation. And, and they were about to come take these cubs and, and they show the lion again and the lion is just sitting there with his head down and, and he couldn't do anything. And, and the, the narrator says, the lion has little to no strength left. But, but here's what the lion does have. And all of a sudden, the lion lets out a loud roar. It was a broken roar. It was a broken roar, but nonetheless, it was still a roar. So in instinct, knowing that his cubs were in trouble, he released a roar. And the narrator says, without exception, now we find that all of the hyenas fled and refused to touch the cubs. And the narrator says this, the enemies of the lion know very well that as long as the lion can roar, they cannot take away what belongs to to him. As long as the lion can roar, the enemy knows very well that they cannot take anything from him. Come on, church, right now, we need to understand. We need the church, we need believers, we need families, we need moms and dads, we need spiritual moms and dads, we need spiritual leaders. It doesn't matter what you've been through, church. It doesn't matter what you've been through. As long as you can roar, as long as you can praise, as long as you can worship, the enemy will not take away what belongs to you. You got to let the lion roar today, church. The third lion fact. A lion's scars allow him to access new territory. A lion's scars will allow him to access new territory. Something that we're experiencing in our society today that I absolutely cannot stand is perpetual victimism. And if you don't know what this means, this is the act of being offended by everything. Church, we can't drink the Kool-Aid. If we are offended by everything, the enemy will win. We have to push back against this, this everything offends me ideology. I'm offended by people that are easily offended, personally. But now, like I said, I'm, I'm easily offended by them, so that doesn't mean that we're never offended. You know, there, there's times that we're, we're offended, but we should only be offended for a minute or a moment. But the Bible tells me that I'm more than a conqueror. And if you can't, if you can't be more than a conqueror, you can't be more than a conqueror and a permanent victim. You can't be more than a conqueror and a permanent victim. If you believe that you're a permanent victim, then the enemy wins every time. But if we are not eternal victims, 
We're not, sorry, we're not eternal victims. We're not the devil's punching bag. We are not cursed. We are not defeated. We are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If you've overcome something in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. If you've overcome something, I want you to raise your hand. Yeah, look around you tonight. Look at every hand raised in here. That overcoming should empower us and take us to a new dimension in our faith. In Jesus' name, nothing can deter you from overcoming. Nothing can deter you from overcoming. In Jesus' name, your scars will give you access to new territories. And I'm coming to a close. I know this message was a little short, but the Lord gave me this word, and he told me that there were some lions in the house tonight. There's some of us that are, that are lying and waiting for something to happen, and you're holding back your roar. To quote the Lion King, I'm working on my roar. But there's some people in this house that are, that are letting the enemy invade their praise, they're letting their, the enemy in their territory. There's some people in this house that are waiting for their children to come back, for their friends to come back, for their families to come back to where they belong. But you don't know what to do, and you're staying silent. It's time to bring that roar back, church. The fourth lion fact that we're going to look at is the lion's pride. The lion's pride. Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse 38 says, They shall roar like lions. They, should, they shall yell as lions' whelps. Church, you are who surrounds you. The lion's pride. You are who surrounds you. You could stand with me if you want to. You got to stop surrounding yourselves with hyenas and wolves and serpents. You got to stop surrounding yourselves with wolves in sheep's clothing. You got to surround yourselves with the right people. Earlier, I had you raise your hand if you've overcome something and had you look around. Church, this is your pride. This is your pride right here. You got to surround yourself with the people that understands the blessed you and the broken you. The you in the valley and on the mountaintop. There's people that will understand you in your times of brokenness, but when it becomes the time of your blessing, it might be a whole different story. You might think that's opposite. When you're broken, people might not want to be with you. But when you're blessed, there's people that aren't going to want to be with you. you got to surround yourself with the right people, church. This is our pride right here. A lion is loyal, and he is always looking out for their pride. When we fill this place with praise and worship and prayer... That roar is so loud that hell is cowering in fear and heaven is rejoicing. Your praise and your worship is your territory. 
You gotta use your roar to keep that enemy away. Your strength in hard times, your faith in the valley, that roar is for your children and your children's children. The Lion of Judah is alive, church. And I wonder if, if right now we can come together as a pride at this altar, if you'd come. Any burden that you have, any need that's not yet met, the Lord is just waiting to hear your roar tonight, church. Our collective praise is a roar that will shake heaven and destroy hell. Would you become part of that tonight, church? Would you come be part of that tonight? Amen. Thank you, Jesus.